Hello and welcome. I'm Grace Farrell. And I'm Harry Kind. And this is the Get Answers podcast. Innocent, innocent, you are a dream. No other drink can be so supreme. Oozing with joy, bursting with flavour. Innocent, you're my saviour. It took me about five minutes, they sent me 30 quid. I saw my travel pillow, noticed it had a little zip on it, and I went, hang on, I've got all this space that I could potentially pack. And I find out the price per square foot for the level of finish of that property. Right. And then I make my offer at 20% lower than the offer. Okay, <laughs> wow. Join us for fortnightly episodes of the new Get Answers podcast, getting you answers to life's consumer questions, starting 6th of November. See you then. When life gives you questions, which get answers? Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. Now the days are getting shorter, the evenings darker, but for a few minutes today, I want to transport you back to those warm summer days. We're heading to often unheard of and largely undiscovered islands off the south coast of France, enjoying sea, sun and solace. Perhaps if you're listening to this during the half-term holidays, it might provide inspiration for your next trip. Now to read us this piece, originally written by James Stewart, I'll hand you over to Christina Woodger. theory about islands. It goes roughly like this. The allure of a destination is inversely proportional to the ease of getting there. In other words, the greater the faff, the greater the reward. That's why the Isles of Scilly possess what the novelist and fellow Islomaniac Lawrence Durrell called an indescribable intoxication, whereas the Isle of Wight is just, well, the Isle of Wight. Meet Les Îles d'Ier Côte d'Azur, romantically known as the Golden Isles, if you're lucky, your holiday plans will coincide with the limited flight schedule to Toulonnier Airport. If not, you'll have to do as I did and fly to Marseille to take the train 90 minutes west to Yer. You'll arrive to an empty taxi stand, so we'll catch the number 67 bus past Yer Airport all the way to the terminus at La Tour Fondue, which sounds like a Swiss gastronomy endurance event that involves defibrillators, but is actually another port. Only then do you begin the 15-minute crossing to Porquerolles, the largest of the Ile d'Ier group of islands. Compared with most European islands then, Porquerolles is a bit of a faff. You bore the ferry thinking this better be worth it. One reason I thought it might be was because Les Ile d'Ier, made up of Porquerolles, Porquerolles and Levant, is largely protected as a national park. The other was that, although little known among Brits, the archipelago is treasured by the French as a throwback to the Riviera as it used to be. It was, I'd been told, a place to experience the douceur de vivre, sweetness of life. Somewhere for lazy days and languid charm. Less Bridget Bardot in her bikini than Jane Birkin in espadrilles and a Breton top. Some elements of Riviera glamour do exist on Porquerolles. Wine estate Domaine de Lille pours a sensational rosé. The Fondation Carmignac hosts contemporary art exhibitions in a chic villa and manicured sculpture garden. Neither is really the point of a visit, however, There are few surfaced roads, no cars except service vehicles, which is why public transport, not a hire car, is the smart choice to reach La Tour Fondue, and no public transport on an island only four miles long and two wide. Life moves at the speed of bicycles. You arrive with just one choice to make per day, potter or rest. The hub of life is Le Village. There's just the one, a pretty nest of terracotta tiles, 
pale peach paint, sage shutters and bougainvillea, which 300 lucky residents get to call home. At its heart, Place d'Armes is ringed by restaurants, shaded by eucalyptus trees, has a church and a stall heaped with hillocks of fruit. Lovely, I think, but so too do the couple of hundred passengers who disembark with me. Locals are happy to indulge our nostalgia about their island. Traditional fishing boats with sky blue stripes are available to rent. Postcards sold in the tourist office replicate the bright innocence of 1930s tourism posters. When I apologise that I've left proof of identity at my hotel while hiring a bike at Lendien Place d'Armes, the owner shrugs. You don't really need it. He gives me a map while rattling through sites in machine gun French, none is more than 30 minutes away, then hands over a bike lock. You don't really need that either, he says. I ride east in flip-flops along a dusty track. Beachgoers amble with towels draped over their shoulders. Cyclists pass in no great hurry. Parents towing toddlers and buggies. Young couples on tandems, surely the stiffest test of any new romance. Occasionally a vineyard passes in a blur of bright greens. I inhale the smell of hot pine trees as you might a fine wine. After a couple of miles, there's a flash of turquoise between boughs and the pines clear to reveal a broad bay. Unlike most Riviera beaches, there's no chic restaurant, no womp-womp of beets from a beach bar. In fact, there is only one beach restaurant and no beach bars on the island. Instead, Plage Notre Dame has a ribbon of sand, a scrub of wild pines and a spread of beachgoers who can't quite believe their luck. A woman wearing a floppy straw hat swims slowly in water the colour of kingfishers. Appropriately, for scenery that appeals to the heart, Porcohol is a product of love. After being a garrison for Napoleon's troops, it caught the eye of a Belgian prospector who had struck gold in Mexico. François-Joseph Fournier bought it in 1912 as a wedding gift for his young wife, Sylvia. They raised a family, planted date palms and vineyards, and built a school for islanders. Behind it was a dream to create a self-sufficient commune removed from the hurly-burly. When Sylvia died in 1971, 80% of Pocahol was incorporated into the Parc National de Port-Cor. Does that idealism linger? I decide to ask artist Michel Mitterrand, an islander for more than 50 years. Inside his village gallery, bright forest canvases hang beside a battered straw hat and a shirt with paint on its sleeves. Another of dancers on Place d'Armes is half complete on an easel, but no Michel. A handwritten sign explains, C'est l'heure de la siesta, ne pas parler, merci. I find him peeling carrots when I return later. Neatly bearded, wearing paint-spattered denim dungaree shorts, no t-shirt, smelling faintly of brandy, he's the most French person I've met in years. Poof, he says when I ask about Porquerolles' appeal. It's exotic, it's tranquil, the light is beautiful, the girls are pretty. It's not just one thing. Nor is Place d'Armes. By early evening, several thousand day-trippers, having returned to Hier, the village reinvents itself. Old folk chat on benches. The square is soundtracked by a tinkle of laughter and shink of aperitifs. The dirt expanse in the centre reveals itself to be a vast bull court. Among several games in progress is one between six men in their late 60s. Oblivious to everything but their game, clearly old friends, they release balls with a theatrical flick of a wrist and a wail aye 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 when a throw goes awry. Occasionally, a glass is topped up from a bottle on an upended barrel. It looks like a game that's been played for at least 20 years. It probably has. I spot them later sorting nets in a fishing boat. I spend my days on Porcohol exploring far corners where day-trippers thin out, cycling past vineyards and silver-green olive groves where butterflies dance among wildflowers. 
At Gorge du Loup, on the wild southern shore, I snorkel in a limestone cove notched in cliffs. An afternoon at Plage de Langoustier, which turns out to be two beaches, either side of an isthmus, is measured by the sundial of shade from a pine tree's boughs. Like all the best islands, Pocahol slyly casts a spell. Time unspools. Days blur. It's the evenings I treasure. After the last ferry leaves at 7pm, you almost hear the island exhale. One dusk, on the harbour breakwater, I gaze across to orange streetlights glittering over hills around here. It might as well be another continent. Is there anything to drag you away? <laughs> well, if Porquerolles is the French Riviera of the early 1950s, Portcourt, at the heart of the national park, lingers around the 1920s. Here, Le Village is four restaurants, from Riviera Chic Lance to Palm Thatched Hostellerie Provençale, and a shop behind the quay. There are no rental bikes, there are no roads. Unless you're here to dive in Europe's first marine park, you walk an island that's entirely wild. For two days, I amble its virgin coastline. People on the path smile and cheer at bonjour as though we share a secret. At Plage de la Palue, shoals of fish shimmer in meadows of Posidonia grass, a marine ecosystem in rude health. Each evening, I dine harbourside among yachties and smart couples indulging in barefoot beach life. It's like a far-flung Caribbean island, except with white shirts and rosé. On the morning of my departure, the receptionist of my hotel recommends a walk to Pointe du Cognier. It's a magnifique, like being at the end of the world. The plant tunnels through shady holm oaks then emerges into dazzling sunlight on top of cliffs. Gulls ride the updraft. A warm breeze whispers in the trees. The sea stretches to the horizon. For one crazy, beautiful moment, I feel like Robinson Crusoe. You could argue there's nothing to these islands. That, compared with the Riviera's glitz, they're boring. I'd counter, they embody the most sacred French concepts, l'art de vivre. Instead of modern tourism, sights and experiences, they restate the joy to be found in slow days of walks, wild beaches, siestas and meals. They are a little haiku of holiday making. Maybe that's what people really mean when they say the French Riviera as it used to be. The sea winks. Plage du Sud is 20 minutes away. I turn from the cliffs and go for a swim. EasyJet flies from Gatwick to toulon twice a week from June to September inclusive. Otherwise, the nearest airport is Marseille. Direct trains to Hier at prices that will make Britons green with envy go from Marseille-Saint-Charles. TLV TVM operates most ferries to the island. Boats to Porquerolles leave from La Tour Fondue, which is 40 minutes by bus from Hier, roughly every 30 minutes in season. Be aware demand is high in peak season and traffic jams to La Tour Fondue are frequent. Batelier de la Côte d'Azur operates fewer routes to the islands from Toulon, La Lande and La Seine-sur-Mer. There are no inter-island boats, so you'll need to return to the mainland. You can reach Port Cor from Hier Port, bus stop La Gavine, with three services daily. In summer, book early for accommodation as options are limited. Thank you so much to Christina and to James Stewart too for his piece which was originally written for the September issue of Witch Travel magazine. Remember you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. You can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. And if you enjoyed today's episode, then don't forget to leave us a rating and a review too, wherever you're listening. 
We'll be back next week for another episode of Wit Shorts, and thanks for listening. Wit Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. Last minute escapes. In the sun? What is the best airline? Or the worst airline? What happens if my flight is delayed? Or cancelled? Would I be put on a new flight? Or would I be refunded? What if it takes me days to get home? Hmm. Benefits of a UK staycation. When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk.